And when we can see and embrace the wholeness in our life and in different areas of our life, then the sole purpose is there. We are its expression. Hello, and welcome to Phone a Crone. Author and gemotherapist Lauren Hubley and artist Christine Terrell are calling up creative, wise women all over the globe. Listen in as these women share their stories, knowledge, and insights about where we are, what's next, and how to connect to our own deep ancestral wisdom. Hey, I'm Lauren. And I'm Christine. And we're here today with Anna Sanduta. Anna, welcome. Thank you very much. I'm Anna from Romania and from Cluj-Napoca. Beautiful. Anna, I um, will dive in in a moment to introduce you. Um, I can think of many ways I would like to do that with our audience. But first, I want to set an intention on behalf of our listeners today. It's really important that all of us here wish you here exactly the nugget of wisdom you need to move you further in discovering your true essence. That's the reason we're recording these podcasts. And if the opportunity arises, may you pass that pearl to a fellow journeyer. With that, I'm going to open up this conversation with Anna. Anna, you're a former orthodontist, and you have reinvented yourself um, again and again in your studies. How how do you define the work you do today? It was a long journey, and there are some friends and some clients that from time to time ask me, how did you manage to end up with the classical medicine or the classical orthodontic? I think I have never ended up because orthodontics means to align the teeth and maybe to reposition the jaws. But basically today, okay, I don't fix up teeth or I don't align teeth anymore, but I I am aligning inner parts of the being besides teeth and I have never choose chosen to do this the um, this way of seeing things uh, found it found me <laughs> beautiful Anna beautiful how do you see that your work helps folks connect with their soul's purpose? 
it is very interesting because I didn't know how to do this. I didn't know how to do this for myself. And the work from the last five years, I think, gave me um, a clue of light. I don't know for sure. I don't have um, strict uh, answers, but in a way, the science and my practice gave me a little bit of the clue. Because when your body is aligned with the mind, we enter and we go with the blood and with the sugar in an area that is named um, prefrontal cortex, medial prefrontal cortex. And there we are capable of being and seeing and understanding the whole, the wholeness. So when I am capable to embrace the yin and yang, the feminine and the masculine patterns, I am in the line or aligned with my soul. So I don't have to necessarily uh, looking or searching for my soul. I have to shift my perception. So from my perspective, from my practice, from my studies, our task is not to search for our soul purpose. Our task is to align some parts from our psychomental um, fields. And when we can see and embrace the wholeness in our life and in different areas of our life, then the sole purpose is there. We are its expression. Wow. And that's actually quite a unique um, way of looking at this, at least what I'm familiar with. And yeah, it rings really true, doesn't it? Sit with you in a very deep way, Christine? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, it's it's interesting. You have to align. It sounds like you have to align physically before you can align <laughs> spiritually, maybe. Yeah. Would you say that's true, Anna? Are we talking because this aligning versus searching is a whole different force of energy? Yes, for sure. And I have learned this in 16 years of orthodontics. Oh. Because my question all the time from, from the very first beginning when I started to do 
this kind of medicine, orthodontics, my question was, why this individual, why this child, why this person has this imbalance? In this particular moment of his or her life, why? And you know, the uh, orthodontic treatment lasts at least one, two years. Mm. And during this time, I was so curious to find out more details about different areas of that individual life. And I've noticed that some imbalances in the area of mind determined the brain to develop the physical, let's say disease, let's say mm, unbalanced state. Mm. Can you give and, an example of that, Anna? Um, let's say I have a child with a lower jaw positioned back in the in the sphere of the head and the upper jaw it seems to be forward you know that child that that, that children with the front teeth very um uh, very visible mm -hmm. but not the front teeth are the problem but the lower jaw that is positioned in the back of the head so orthodontics um, find different devices to bring forward the, the, the lower jaw and to reposition the uh, upper teeth. But why the brain did this? And I discovered that this child could have a perception about um, a state of victimization for the mother that is in the back and a challenger father, the upper jaw that is in the front. This could be the reality or this could be not but we are talking about the perception of the child. Anna, have you transformed your practice over time? Because what you're talking about, at least in my experience of going to a dentist or an orthodontist, there was no time for discussions like that <laughs> about how I might've been feeling as a child or what might might have been going on in my house has that has your practice changed significantly over time for you to be able to um discern that sort of information yes for sure my my practice uh, changed so much that i gave up the classical orthodontics because i don't have energy i don't have time to to 
comprise all the aspects of the this compre comprehensive treatment. Because with the treatment with the orthodontic treatment, I destabilize the whole uh, muscular uh, body. I would need um, osteopath. Mm -hmm. I would need a kinet uh, a ther a kinet how do you say kinet a kinesthesiologist or uh, not a kinesthesiologist, a therapist who is um, manipulating different parts of the body. Mm. In Romanian, is kinetotherapeut, but I don't know the word in English. That sounds like an osteopath. It, yes, but um, it's a different specialty. Okay. Uh, I would need a person to manage the mind. And I would need a person to do strictly orthodontic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I decided to, to stay with the mind because in Romania we have so many orthodontics um, and we don't have at all this part. We are missing this part. Mm -hmm. Nobody help the person to see the perfection of the moment and of the experience. I cannot let the child only with the device. I have to help the child to raise the awareness, to see the perfection, let's say, of the relationship between the mother and the father. If I let him or her with the same perception, I didn't manage the case. With all my technological devices, yes, she, she or he would have uh, aligned teeth or aligned jaws, but the same perception and the reality of his or her life would be uh, again and reinforce again and again until that person would fulfill, would see the reality as a whole. Hmm. Yeah, that's fascinating, Anna. And I'm sure our listeners are trying to, you know, uh, fit this into what they know of orthodontics and also what we know today of psychotherapy and trauma work. Um, and so it sounds like, and please correct me if I'm wrong, you, you've kind of broken step with the physical orthodontics. You're working solely with individuals now. Mm-hmm. And, and how, how does this feed you? Because it's a very different kind of work. How do you find that? Um, how is it, how is it um, affecting you as a human? My goal is the same. Deeply in my body with orthodontic treatment, I wanted to to help the person to be whole. Now I've changed only the form. 
not the purpose of my of my work basically mm. i am a basically i am a fire starter for my clients to see different ways of building the well-being of building the whole reality mm. Mm -hmm. And if you mention the trauma, may I say, may I add my perspective about trauma? Oh, please, Anna. Because trauma is in the mouth of the whole planet. Uh, in Romania or in uh, America or in Germany, many people talk about trauma these days. And uh, trauma in their perception means um, a negative event. For me, and from my practice, trauma could come from a positive event that I am attached to. Let's say I have a child that is very attached of the help or of the um, of the mother, let's say he or she has a, a dedicated, a committed mother, the mm -hmm. mother who is always there for the child, who helps the child, who um, feeds feeds uh, the needs. But let's say let's think on about the future of this child. This child won't, would be attached of this kind of treatment and he could not assume who he or she is because of this kind of, of trauma. Because he has he or she has not the chance to have the proper challenges to develop the self, to develop who I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what, what you're talking about here is guiding folks to find that balance, that balance within. Yes. And the problem now, these days, the problem is not the negative experience. It's about in the same, in the same level, the positive experience that we are, that we are attached to from our past. So basically we are animals and we want only pray without predators. If I had pray, if I had, mm, I don't know, I had my mother, I had uh, um, toys, I had all I wanted, all my life, I would fight not to lose prey. And when I meet the predator, I am lost. 
on a so what is it that you ex hope that your how do you hope your work impacts your clients what i've noticed mm -hmm. when i when i am in a in you know that perfect state of presence The, I, I, I've noticed that has a big impact on, on my clients. Mm -hmm. And I work daily with micro moments from their life. And they have mini breakthrough, breakthroughs. I don't, I don't heal the whole life in a session i make the wholeness in micro moments of the areas of life and like this little by little they can see and understand and embrace the whole experience that is made by that micro moment. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it sounds it is so beautiful to hear you talk about it. And I'm I'm a really practical person, and I'm trying to mm -hmm. envision like how how are you like what is a typical session look like for you like if I brought my child there mm -hmm. how do you how are you now practicing and in, in how are you making those micro moments like what 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 yes. is like until I don't know 16 or 17 I don't work with the child I work with mother or father it depends or both but during the time, I was very conscious, conscient that I need um, a powerful bag of tools, and I pick up from my from my bag different tool depending on the case. I start maybe I. Five years ago, I've started with uh, oral problems, with teeth problems. Now I have clients that come to me with, I don't know, a family problem or a business problem. For sure, I, I will end it up in the body because I, I used to, to inspect or to see the whole being. And I, I am a doctor and I love the clarity of a diagnosis. And I'm searching and searching and searching the specific perception that could create the problem. 
the problem in the mind and the problem in the reality of my client. And this could last, I don't know, one session or two sessions until I am crystal clear, yes, this is the right perception. And it could be, let's say, you come to me with a problem of skin. I prefer not to work on your skin. Maybe I could advise you, I don't know, a gem or a, um, cream or a plant or, but this is, this is not the work. This is only the panacea. This is a, a help for the moment. It's not the treatment. And during uh, these sessions, I use my tools to find the perception and then to balance the perception. And usually that's why I, I've told you I, I won't work with a child. What the parents don't express will express the child. So if I am, let's say I, I am, um, what is the antonym of the rebel, rebellious person? Passive or? Passive. Let's say I'm a passive mother. For sure, I would have a rebellious child. Why? To teach me to be whole, to teach me to accept and to express my rebellious part. Because we are not a part, we are the whole. But we, because of our conditioning patterns during our life, we cannot see this. Mm -hmm. Anna, this approach sounds very Jungian to me. Um, and I'm wondering who, who are some of the great um, thought leaders over time that have influenced your work? Oh, many. Yeah. I began, I began with um, the first person I admired when I finished my university was Hahnemann. I didn't study much or many years homeopathy, but this, this character touched my heart. Mm -hmm. Then, um, I don't know the name, but was a period when I was fascinated by traditional Chinese medicine. Okay. Then I found Dr. Hammer, who um, structured the um, new German medicine. Then I find um, Dr. Claude Sabat, a Canadian doctor that structured the recall healing therapy. Then I found and studied the Jinkies, 
yes. structure of Western I Ching, let's say, mm -hmm. and Rao Ruhu that based the human design. Who else? That's our contemporary, con contemporary, contemporary, or contemporary uh, mentors like Gabor Mate or Peter Levine or um, um, Stephen Porges or Deb Dana or yeah, beautiful, beautiful set of folks to gather advice for. Uh, you know, you've talked about this transformation um, in your work. Was there a moment like where everything changed? What a question. It was a moment when I thought I would die because I decided to quit classical medicine. I decided to divorce, I decided to make clean in my life, in my relationships, and I ended up my life, all my life until 40, I was 40 then. Besides my daughter, I haven't ended up with her, but she was my mentor. She was the person who she didn't know what she taught. But always in our talkings, she said, we are good. You are good. You made the right decision. And she had, she, she was eight but she was a mentor because I was somehow passive or I perceive myself a little bit of victim and she was expressing my power. She was expressing my clarity because I had this clarity before taking all these decisions but somehow I lost because it was very difficult to, to quit and to cut all your areas of life and to say, it's enough. From tomorrow, I would live as my soul say, as my soul says. And I've managed, and I didn't know I can, but I could. And after nine years, I am happy I take this decision. I took this decision then. Lauren, I'm just like, uh, I've got so many 
questions. <laughs> I can't. I'm not yeah. sure. Ask. Um. Yeah, and I th I do feel like, and maybe I don't know if you agree or not, but I do feel like we're kind of transitioning from one way of doing things on the planet to a totally new way of doing things, a way that we haven't yet worked out. I think we're all just building that as we go. But I was wondering if you, listening to you talk about all the things that you've transformed in your own practice, um, do you, what do you feel about the work that you're doing as far as how it helps others maybe to transform their own lives or to, and or to, you know, create what what's next for them and for all of us. I don't think there is an um, enlightenment person in the world that could tell us how the world would be. <laughs> I don't think so. Right. But my, my intention, my deep, deepest intention is to, is to sustain and to help my clients to nourish and to feed their self bud if they manage to open the self bud to flourish the flower they meant to be then i help the world to be what it would be Um, that sounds like perfection. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like perfect, beautiful, Anna. Yeah, uh, like Christine, Anna, you you take us somewhere very different in your um, prose and sharing from a very deep place in you. Um, and I really want to honor you showing up and and um, being so vulnerable here with us I love that and um I I think Christine, it's time for our lightning round okay <laughs> do it um these are just short answers so what's one thing that you are looking forward to hmm maybe I'm looking forward to come to America to visit Lauren. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and maybe to visit Hawaii. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a long life dream. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, what's one thing that you still want to learn about? Oh, I would love to learn about the wisdom and um, discipline of Kabbalah. Mm. Because for me, I don't know much about Kabbalah, but for me, it's a method that reveals the divine self. Yeah, I find that really interesting as well. It's interesting that you bring that up. Mm -hmm. um, and then the final one is, what's one thing 
that you do on a, as a regular daily practice? Hmm. The connection with nature for me is the daily practice. I live nearby a forest, I don't know, 500 meters from my balcony. And I love forest bathing. Mm -hmm. And when the weather is not proper or I don't have time, I, I talk and listen to my plants. I have two big plants, 17 years old, mm -hmm. and they are my mentors, my teachers, my counselors, and my co-regulators. Can I say that? Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, Christine. <laughs> I, I I hate to say goodbye to you, Anna, but I think it's come time for it. Um, anything else you would like to share for our listeners in closing? Um, I am deeply honored and grateful for this session because I I touched, as you said, a very profound and vulnerable uh, part of me. And I'm very happy I could express it. And I could manage to, to talk in English about it. <laughs> it was, you did beautifully. It was amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Anna. And thanks, Christine. We are so grateful to our guests for making time to share about their work and their life so wholeheartedly. Stay with us while Lauren and I discuss a bit of what came up for us during the conversation. Uh, Christine, I feel like I just got transported to another place in time and I'm still a little bit out there. How about you? No, absolutely. I mean, I just, I don't know. I was having such a hard time, like, rectifying all this knowledge that she has about our our oral health and how that isn't really at all what she's practicing anymore, yet that is what she's practicing. <laughs> right. 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 I, I mean, I think... Anna is one of those people, and I think we'll be talking to a lot of those in these interviews that is well ahead of her time and, and is actually speaking to us from the future. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's exactly what that feels like. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to hold on to it though, right? Like it's it is. <laughs> No. Yeah, you know, I found myself like writing words down, just single words of what are the themes coming up here? Was there something that really struck you? Yeah, I mean, um, yes, I was also writing down words. At one point, she mentioned the word fire starter, that she wanted to be a fire starter for people, which I just was like, wow, that 
I don't know, something about that just really, yeah, I mean, I still can't rectify this like poetic thing that she's doing at the soul level with this, you know, really practical, you know, knowledge base that she has, right? I, it's just no, but it, it, it feels to me exactly where we're going. I mean, that's 100%, 100%, it. 100%, but I just like, I feel like my brain was ready to do that stuff already. Like, I feel like I'm also seeing things in the future, but I, but, but listening to her, I'm like, oh, no, no, she's in way, she's in the next future beyond the future that I'm seeing. Yeah, but there's something when you said Firestarter, I got this picture that Anna has one foot in the ancient past and one foot in our future and um and I think that may be what we're feeling um so inapt at even being able to ask questions because of the spans of time and space she covers in her I don't even know if I want to call it thinking because it feels like embodiment yeah yeah no absolutely it's definitely yeah yeah, I don't know. I just, I've spoken to her much less than you have, but I've had the same experience that each time I've spoken to her, where I feel like there's this download of wisdom coming at me that is all like, I can totally see it a hundred percent resonates, but I can't hold it. Like I don't have the, I don't have the hooks necessarily for, I don't have that piece yet. Like I'm just not quite there to really like I guess I can kind of understand it at the intellectual level but I can't embody it yet right I don't know how to do that you know Christine I my sense is we're not meant to I think Anna's words and I would say this for anyone thinking about reaching out to her as a practitioner which I highly recommend for everyone on this planet listening to this um is I don't think we have to rectify it I think her messages come in yeah. on their own accord. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Or she mentioned um, the gene keys. And mm -hmm. actually, listening to Richard Rudd is very much like listening to her, right? Oh, yeah. like when, I, when I listen to him, I'm like, oh, I don't really have to like hold on to what he's saying. I just need the frequency of him saying it. And I feel like maybe that's, that's what's going on with her, too. Yeah. yeah. Yet, I really want to understand, like, again, at that practical level, I really want to understand what it is she's doing, right? And I just don't, I don't know. I'm not sure that's, I'm not even sure she could articulate it. I, I would think so. But what is it about your human design that makes you want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly, it's my, it's, I'm a 5-1, I'm an investigator, right? Like that, yeah. I, I want to know all the, like, details of how that happens, how it works, so that I can understand, so I feel like, so that I can understand better that higher level message that she's actually conveying. I'm not sure it's true, but that's my makeup, right? That I have to understand the details in order to understand the higher level thing. Yeah, it's it's interesting because the details actually are irritating to me. <laughs> and uh, I I just feel it. I could never recount anything she said. I couldn't tell anyone, sorry, Anna, but I can't, but I feel it in my body. 
it resonates as right. That's probably all my close centers, right? Yeah. That and, and I'm and I'm like, yes, that's the truth. I and I feel the same way about listening to Richard Rudd and a number of other people. Like it just aligns, and I don't need to know anymore. Um, and yeah, but you know, there's one other thing that I just have to say on this very human horizontal plane. What? A courageous woman. Right. Yeah. I I have to honor that. And in a field and in a society that's very patriarchal, like all of them aren't, but particularly in Romania, particularly in the field of medicine, that she said, mm -mm, this isn't working, folks. Yeah. No, it's amazing. And I think, you know, it's, I think it speaks to the nature of the work that she's doing, right? Like how, like all the things that led her to, to the understandings that she have has are so, I think there's so much truth and so much power in them, right? That, that physical Thing about being a woman in a patriarchal society and working in a world that's very, you know, top down, it didn't matter, right? Like it's yeah. very clear yeah. that yeah. it didn't yeah. matter, right? Like she had to do it. Sure, sure. Well, I think that was her her soul. I mean, right, right. right. But I think that that's a great, like, it's an example of that's mm -hmm. that's going on for a lot of people, right? Oh. That there's something inside pushing, 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 right? until you either ignore it completely or you say, okay, I hear you. I'm going to do whatever it takes on the outside to, to, to do what I'm being guided to do. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so for our listeners, don't, don't even hesitate. Just go right into the show notes, click the link, book an appointment with Anna. It will be life-changing for sure. Hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You you won't ever think about probably anything the same way. <laughs> no, that's for sure. That's for sure. Hey, Christine, this was a lot of fun today. Thanks a lot. Excellent. It's good to talk to you. Thanks so much for listening all the way to the end. We are so excited to be in conversation with these fascinating and powerful women. If you would like to work with them directly, you can find all the information you need in the show notes. You can also get in touch with us through our websites, lauren at laurenhubelay.com or christine at adaptiveforuser.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. We'd love it if you took a moment to rate and review the show as well. It helps us connect to even more amazing women.